Hi listeners, you're welcome to Family Alive Ministry, aka FAM. God began the world with a family, and it must be our goal to maintain that plan. A godly family will produce a godly world. We hope as you listen to this message, the vision to restore God's plan in families will be impressed on your heart. Now, today's message. What is the theme for the month? Victory, alright. And so we want to uh, discuss uh, victory in suffering victory in suffering and we will not finish today for sure we'll continue next week turn to somebody and say there is victory in your suffering, victory in your suffering. yeah say the lord will use your suffering, will use your suffering. To, bring glory to his name. to bring glory to his name amen uh, romans chapter 8 verse 18 romans 8 18 uh, give it to me in the king james version um, other versions say some things, but for this particular text, I like the King James. Good old King James. All right. For I reckon. I think that's okay. <laughs> that's the word I'm looking for. For I reckon. All right, let's continue. That the sufferings, Charlie. Suffer, suffer. One suffer alone is good. It's good enough. I mean, it is enough. But the guy is saying the sufferings of this present time are not worthy to be compared with the glory which shall be revealed in us. Amen. We will do more justice to this text and several others in Romans chapter 8 next week. But let me just give you a little teaser. For I reckon. The word reckon there, which is why I wanted to use the King James Version, is the word logizomai. Say logizomai. L O G O. Z, L O G O Z O M A I, logizomai. Logizomai has two different applications one in mathematics and one in accounting. Where are the mathematicians? Listen well. And one in accounting. In mathematics, it is the word from which you get logarithm. Oh, you're welcome, Father Eugene. Logarithm, ah. <laughs> logarithm. Logarithm in math, if, look, this has been AdMats. Like, last time I did AdMats, 1989 or something like that. It is the power to which a base must be raised to give you a certain given number. Did I get it? That's logarithm. In accounting, it means bookkeeping. A ledger. Reconciliation of pluses and minuses. Income and expenditure. Pros and cons. So Apostle Paul is saying that I've been thinking about some things. 
been mulling over some things. I've been ruminating on some things. I've been in deep thought about some things. I've studied life and there's a certain pattern. As far as suffering is concerned, when I open the ledger of life and I categorize all my sufferings on one end, and I put all the glories on the other end. That word, not worthy. The worthy there is also axios. Axios is a scale, measuring scale. In other words, if I put my sufferings on one end, and I look at the glory which is about to come on the other end, it does not matter how much trouble or suffering I have. The glory far outweighs the suffering. leave it at that. Victory in suffering. What's victory? A lot of us want to enjoy victory. But victory is not an isolationist. You, 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 you get into victory after you have had an encounter. After you have won something. A competition. A battle. You gain victory after you have mastered something. The road to victory is not as smooth as victory itself. So when we talk about suffering, there are some of the, of our brothers, let me say, especially those who have specialized in the health and wealth ministry, prosperity gospel. There's nothing wrong with it if you preach Prosperity within the bounds of the scripture is allowed. In fact, it is the unprofitable servant that will be cast away. So, profit motive is not evil. Turn to the next person and say, profit motive is not evil. In fact, me, I like money. I like money. That's why I work like that. I work for my money. Look, it's only Sakawa people and magicians that don't want to work and they want to get money. That's for another time. So those who are engaged in the deification of greed and covetousness will tell you, name it and claim it. Your faith must be such that it can override your suffering. It's not gospel. Are you here? Look, nobody in their right senses will say, I want to get into suffering. But practically, that's what it is. I'm going to prove that to you in the Bible. And so today we want to look at the biblical anatomy of suffering. Next week, we shall look at how it compares with the glory that is about to be released in you. And then you will know how you get your victory in suffering. Is that all right? And so it is unbiblical for somebody to say suffering is not for the New Testament Christian. When you are suffering, it means you don't have enough faith. No. It is spiritual more practice to hold such a stance. Do you understand? If you allow prosperity, I was about to use that word. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Purveyors of the prosperity message on the extreme end who engage in nothing but spiritual Ponzi scheme. 
if you allow them to push you in that direction, you will be cornered in a cul-de-sac where you're only living a quixotic life. You're only idealistic. Everything to you must be in a certain way. So suffering is completely out of the equation. And before you know it, you're only engaging... Okay. Amen. Don't allow anybody to fool you. Otherwise, you will live your life ruminating on delusions of grandeur where you will think this is what it is. I'm a big man. I cannot suffer this. It is not the will of God that you should suffer. Why are you going through this? Maybe you have sinned. Maybe there is sin in your life. That's why you are suffering. No. How about if God permitted that suffering to come for a purpose? Apostle Paul, I had a condition in my body that is inimical to comfort. I sought the Lord many times. That was not taken away. Is that suffering? Of course it is. But what did the Lord tell him? My grace is sufficient for you. Almighty Apostle Paul, do you know it was not all the time that he was able to heal? He said, I have left Trophimus sick in my letters. That's Apostle Paul. In his letter to the Philippian church, he said, your apostle that you sent to me, Epaphroditus, as soon as he got to me, to take care of me in, on, when I was in house arrest in Rome, he got so sick, he nearly lost him. He nearly died. That's Apostle Paul. So the moment Epaphroditus got well, he shipped him off to go back to the church in Philippi. He said, I'm returning him back to you. How about his son Timothy? Because of your stomach sake. This is Apostle Paul. When you talk about suffering, the, and next week I'm going to take the time and explain to you the kind of sufferings the guy went through. So when he, re, he writes that I logizomai, reckon that the sufferings of this present age, glory to God. He knows a thing about suffering. Let's look at the biblical perspective of suffering, can we? the theology of suffering from the New Testament. As for the Old Testament, you can tell me, okay, that one, the God of the Old Testament, he was a God of full of wrath and rage. But we're under grace. So no suffering. Well, I have selected just a few scriptures to show you what the New Testament has to say about suffering. Is that all right? 2 Timothy chapter 2 verse 12. 2 Timothy 2 12. 2 Timothy 2 12. If we Suffer, ah, is that in your Bible? It's not Old Testament. This is Bratimo. If we suffer, we shall also reign with him. In other words, if you don't suffer, you will not reign. Ah, look, I have not even begun. I'm warming up, but we will leave here early. 
Suffering is an integral part of the equation. It's a package deal. Let me not get ahead of myself. It is there. First Peter 5, 8 to 10. Give it to me in the passion. You have passion? First Peter 5, 8 to 10. You know our passion, right? We can still do this. Be sober, be vigilant. Because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about, seeking whom he may devour. Yes? Nine, please. Verse nine. Whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. But the God of all grace, who have called us unto his eternal glory by Christ Jesus, that ye have suffered, after that ye have suffered a while. Ah. God of all grace. is the God of all grace. Oh. But he's not saying the God of all grace will extricate you from the suffering. By the God of all grace, after you have suffered a little while, say a little while, turn to the next person. Is that in your Bible? Whatever you are going through today, don't curse your suffering. There is a redemptive good in your suffering. It's going to get better. Philippians 1.29. It will be clearer. Philippians 1.29. We're still in the New Testament. Philippians. Philippo for Huma. For unto you it is given in the behalf of Christ, not only to believe on him, but also to do what? I sweat and I suffer small before coming here. Amen. That not only to believe on him, but also to suffer for his sake. It's New Testament, my friends. So whenever the challenges of life come your way, don't doubt your salvation. Don't think that your faith was faulty from the first. No. The devil has no time to bother people who already belong to him. Oh, it will get better. Acts 14, 19 to 22. Acts 14, 19 to 22. And there came theater certain Jews from Antioch and Iconium, who persuaded the people, and having stoned Paul, drew him out of the city, supposing he had been telling this poor guy. As you read, you will see he will go back to that same place. So when he tells you about the sufferings of the present age. The guy has a PhD. Howbeit, as the disciples stood round about him, he rose up and came into the city, and the next day he departed with Barnabas to Derby. And when they had preached the gospel to that city and had taught them, they returned again to Lystra and to Iconium. I told you he would go back. And Antioch. 22. 
confirming the souls of the disciples and exhorting them to continue in the faith that we must through what? Much tribulation enter the kingdom of God. You enter the kingdom with much tribulation. When John says from the time of John the Baptist until now, of, of Elijah to now, the kingdom suffered violence and the violence shall take it by Paul is taking it another step here. You must through much tribulation enter the kingdom. Whoever lays his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. Suffering is part of the calling. Let me leave it there. James 1, 2-4. Pop scripture. And then I want to establish for you the theology of suffering in the New Testament. James 1, 2-4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have a perfect work, that ye may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. He said, count it all joy when you are faced with diverse kinds of temptation. That includes suffering. Count it joy. It doesn't make sense, right? Spiritual things don't make sense to carnal men. Amen? Let's look at some examples of biblical characters that got victory in suffering. You know them. I just want to remind you. How about Job? Job 42.10. When Job prayed for his friends, he had restoration a double fold. But before the restoration come or came to Job, you knew his story already. This is a man that was minding his own business, enjoying his wealth and family. Unbeknownst to him, God goes into a conversation with the chief adversary. Jack, what have you been up to? Ah, I've been going through, through, through and through the years. Oh, really? Have you considered my servant Job? Job is completely oblivious. Sitting here somewhere enjoying his family. Sitting here somewhere enjoying your new promotion on your job. But God is working out some suffering for you. Listen, you cannot outsmart God. Before he wears it out for you, he knows what the suffering will bring for you. Whatever he had, if God wanted to give him double, the suffering was the vehicle to get in there. Because 42.10 says, when he prayed for his friends, the Lord restored him double what he had. Job then becomes the wager. God says, I know this man. I can trust him with suffering. Can God trust you? At the slightest sight of trouble, you will flee the church. 
Because you don't want to hear anything about suffering at all. All you want is name it and claim it. You see this Bentley? You're driving in Istagon, you see the Bentley in the name of Jesus. I name it, I claim this Bentley. All right. God heard you and he said, my way of providing that Bentley is for you to suffer small. You read the scripture. He said that after you have suffered a while, a little while, you must through much tribulation and suffering enter the kingdom. Yeah. God knew Job can, can be trusted with suffering. How did I know? Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. Start your testimony. Can you say, though he slay me, yet will I trust him? This one, God, me and you, our marriage is not for better, for worse. Oh. It's for better I stay, for worse I go. So when trouble comes small, oh, you're on your own. Let me go and see Obinim. He will give me a lot of number. I can buy that Bentley. As for this, Pastor Rod, this is your God. You don't give lot of number. I don't know what kind of God he is. Then you want to go. But after you have suffered a little while. There is no permanence to your suffering. Suffering has a shelf life. It has an expiration date. After you have suffered a little while. Somebody here. How about Job 14, 14? In all my days, on my appointed days on this earth, I am going to wait on the Lord until my change comes. In other words, though I am suffering, I will not go and get sick at row somewhere. Though I am suffering, I will not go and consult mediums. Though I may be suffering, I'm going to wait on the Lord until my change comes. Why? Because he who has begun a good work in you, he is faithful to complete it. Alpha and Omega is his name. He is the beginning, but he is also the end. In fact, he goes to your end, finishes it before he begins the beginning. Job. Genesis 50, 20. But as for you, what you meant for evil, God meant it for good. Joseph. This is after he has become the second in command in Egypt. Huh? The second most important person in the whole earth at the time. How did he get there? Before the palace... There was a pit. After the pit, there was Potiphar's house. After Potiphar's house, there was a prison. PPP, before the palace. The palace is there. But before you get to your palace, there's a pit, Potiphar's house, prison, then palace. Some of you want to jump from your father's house in your coat of many colors and end up in the palace. It doesn't work like that. There has to be a pit. There has to be Potiphar's house. There has to be a prison. If he never went through that, he would never have had the revelation to say what he said. 
because he would have been full of bitterness. But the process of suffering leading him there has a way of working. You read with me James 1, 2 to 4. Count it all joy when you are faced with diverse temptations. Because the trial of your faith worketh patience or endurance. And endurance must have its full work in you so that you will lack nothing. Someone here with me. Because of time, we'll consider one more person. Hebrews 11 from 24. Moses. By faith, Moses, when he was come to years, refused to be called the son of Pharaoh's daughter. Yes? Choosing rather to what? <laughs> Affliction and suffering by choice. Huh? Choosing rather to suffer affliction with the people of God than to what? Enjoy the pleasures of sin for a season. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. For he had respect unto the recompense of the reward. You don't understand what you have just read. You have the Esau generation and you have the Jacob generation. The Esau generation are instant gratifiers. They want instant gratification. I want my money and I want it now. Money cometh to me now. And so the Esau generation, their eyes always rove the fields of today. But the Jacob generation, their eyes rove the mountains of tomorrow. I can hungry today. Let me be hungry today and negotiate a better future. You want my soup? I wanted this soup so bad I took my time and got it prepared. But you want it? I can suffer a little while for the future. That's what Moses is doing here. The Bible says he chose to rather suffer affliction with the people of God. Why? 25. Choosing right now. Go to 26. Esteeming the reproach of Christ greater riches than the treasures in Egypt. You want me to break this down for you? Bible writers don't waste their words. I tell you guys this all the time. They did not say the treasures of Egypt. Do you see it? It's the treasures. The treasures in Egypt is more than the treasures of Egypt. The treasures in Egypt includes the human resource, the natural resources, the culture of Egypt, the political power and influence of the pharaohs, everything that Egypt stood for at the time. That is the treasures in Egypt. The totality of what they are worth. Do you understand? Egypt at the time was the most powerful nation. America has the greatest GDP. Ahead of China by some 10 trillion or something a year. In terms of military power. What they have acquired in terms of military hardware and position. They are by far 
superior to any other nation. In fact, you have to count the next 13 nations. Put them together before you can equate what America has. In spite of this statistic, back then, Egypt was better positioned than America is positioned now. Are you understand? The treasures in Egypt. Another example. California. It's in America, eh? Or it's in Ghana. California as a state. Huh? As a state. Their economy is about the fourth or the fifth largest in the whole world. One state. Okay? And you have 50 of those in one country. Yet, whatever they have today, it does not compare with what Egypt had. Yet, with all of this available to Moses, the Bible said he made a conscious decision to choose. Listen to me now. What did he choose? The text is there. He did not choose the riches of Christ. No, he chose the reproach of Christ. Esteeming the reproach of Christ, greater riches. This compares to the greater Moses, our Lord Jesus Himself. I believe Second Corinthians chapter eight, verse nine. You know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ. How that He was rich. Yet for your sakes, he became poor that you, through his poverty, might be made rich. He left his celestial palace to come down to suffer. Huh? We're talking about suffering. Even the Lord Jesus himself modeled it for us. And so Paul, in his letter to the Philippians, chapter 2, from 5 down to 12, Say, let this mind be in you. Was also in Christ Jesus, who being the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation and took on himself the form of a servant and was made in the likeness of men. Being therefore fashioned in the form of men, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even the death of the cross. Wherefore God have highly exalted him. A name which is above every name, that at the mention of the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus is Lord to the glory of God in heaven. Hallelujah. That before that will happen, he needed to. It's what we call in theology the kenotic theory. Kenosis. He had to divest himself of his glories. Divest himself of his privileges. Divest himself of everything that he had. Jesus in eternity was omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent. But in his humanity, he lost those privileges. That is why he could not be everywhere at the same time. That is why he can say things like the time and the appointment that is supposed to be. It is only the father that knew. That was his humanity. It was a conscious decision to divest himself of those privileges. It did not change who he was. If I decided to take the trotter to this place today and leave a car home, it is still me. I have deprived myself of the privilege of driving my vehicle to get here. It doesn't mean I don't have the vehicle. I don't know if it's making sense to anybody at all. 
So that's Christ. So the Hebrew writer in chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, Wherefore, seeing then that we've been encompassed about by a great cloud of witnesses, witnesses who include the people that are aforementioned, Moses, Job, Joseph, Abraham, the rest of them. Seeing that we've been encompassed by a great cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every sin and the weight, the, every weight and the sin that does so easily beset us. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us. Looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him, deprived himself. And he, you understand, he had to suffer. How about Isaiah 53 from verse number 4? Take it from five. He was wounded for our transgressions. Bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our was upon him. That by his stripes we are made whole. The next verse. We are. It says that we have turned each of us to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. That is suffering, my friends. You know what brings you redemption? It is what we call the active and the passive obedience of Christ. The active obedience of Christ is his righteous living. He was born under the law and he was circumspect of the law, fulfilled the law. Galatians 4.4, 4, he was born under the law. He fulfilled the law. By so doing, he won the righteousness which he imputes to you. That's his active obedience. His passive obedience is the suffering on the cross. That's what gets you justified. Amen? So, when you talk about suffering, he will tell you he knows a thing or two about it. Let me begin to wind up. Victory in suffering is assured by the Lord. Say it's assured by the Lord. Oh, if assured is not good enough for you, say it is guaranteed. Scriptures as I begin to wind down. It's guaranteed by the Lord. How many people did English here? There are some things we call conjunctions. You said that one, you know. Okay, you know conjunctions. How about conditional conjunctions? Okay. Contrasting conjunctions. All right. Contrasting conjunctions are conjunctions that bridge the gap between two clauses that are heading in opposite direction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you know? <laughs> there are things like although, even though, however, despite. Okay? See, you, you are talking. <laughs> we are speaking English. You are seeing money. <laughs> so when the, the sentence can be going one way, with the introduction of a contrasting conjunction, it will send it the opposite direction. So everybody is doing very bad in the economy, despite the fact that he is doing. So the despite becomes a contrasting conjunction. My favorite contrasting conjunction in the Bible is a three-letter word. Are there any Nigerians here? B-U-T. But. 
A Ghanaian professor wrote the word B-U-T on the board in Nigeria and asked the class, what is this? Everybody said, but. He said, well, we Nigerians call it but. But, Ghanaians call it but. <laughs> Amen. For example, let's find the usage of but as a contrasting conjunction in scripture. Romans 6, 26. For the wages of sin is death, but the gift. 6.26. All right. Mother, you want me to come and take over? Yeah. For the wages of sin is death. You think it is going towards death. Huh? But the gift of God is eternal life. Does it make sense to you? John 10.10. 10. The thief cometh not, but for to steal, to kill, and to destroy. In another translation, it says, but I have come that you might have life. In other words, I love Jesus. The devil's mission statement was to steal, kill, and destroy. He took that same mission statement and turned it back and used it for his own mission statement. You want to kill? You want to steal? You want to destroy? But... I have come that they might have life. Does it make sense to you? All right. So now that we have established that, let's look at a couple of buts that guarantee your victory in suffering. John 16, 33. In this world, you will have tribulation. Guarantee. Or suffering. Guarantee. 16, 33. These things I have spoken to you that you might believe you might have peace. In the world, you shall have what? Tribulation. But! So if you are having tribulation and suffering now, but! Be of good cheer, for I have overcome the world. I will never leave you nor forsake you. But! Psalm 34, 19. Many are the afflictions of the righteous. You think affliction is your end. But the Lord his God delivered him out of them all. Second Corinthians chapter 4 from verse number 7. We have this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. From verse number 8. We are troubled on every side. Look, when you look up, it's trouble. You look to the right, it's trouble. You look to the left, we are troubled on every side. We are suffering on every side. Yet, we are not in distress. My people are going to begin to come now. We are perplexed, but in despair. Persecuted, but not abandoned. Struck down, but not destroyed. Hallelujah. Victory in suffering is guaranteed. Somebody here today. Finally, 
as I begin to wind down to sit down. Three things that suffering would help you to know. Three things. Suffering will help you to know yourself and whether the Lord can trust you with suffering. Yeah. Everybody wants to go to heaven. Nobody wants. That's not how the song goes. You want to go to heaven, but you don't want to die. You want to enjoy, but you don't want to suffer. It said you would mass with tribulation and affliction and suffering enter the kingdom. After you have suffered a little while. Everybody wants to go. To, ah, that's how everybody wants to go to heaven, but nobody wants to die. You want to enjoy, but you don't want to suffer. It's a package deal. Scripture for that will be what I gave you earlier. Job 13, 15. Though he slay me, yet will I trust him. You can also add, I believe, Psalm 119, verse 71. He said, it is good for me that I was afflicted. Ah! Can you say that? <laughs> it is good for me that I was afflicted. Job 23, 10. Thou knowest the way that I go, and when you have tried me, I shall come out as pure gold. Number two, it helps you to know who your true friends are. Some people, they are fair weather friends. For as long as everything is okay and you are able to buy the banquet and tilapia every day, they will sing your praises. But when suffering begins to come, they will begin to check out the exit. You can count on one hand who your true friends are. Suffering helps you to know who your true friends are. Job calls his friends miserable comforters. Job 16.2. In fact, in Job 12, they laughed him to scorn when his sufferings began. 2 Thessalonians 3.2. He said that God would deliver us from wicked and unreasonable men. May God help you to know who your true friends are. Suffering will reveal that. Lastly, suffering helps you to know that it is, not, it is not every kind of suffering. Let me put it that way. It is not every kind of suffering that, that is a determinant of your sinful state. Oh, he's suffering because he sinned. She's suffering because she did this. What if it is the will of God? Likely it is. I've proved that to you. John chapter 9, 1 to 3. There was a certain man that was born blind. Jesus and the disciples saw him. You know what the disciples asked? Who sinned? Is it the mother or the father that this man is blind? In other words, they are looking for the root cause of his suffering and they are attributing it to sin. Jesus said, no. It is that the glory of God will be seen. The suffering you are going through will bring glory to the name of the Lord. It helps you know whether the Lord can trust you. It helps you to know who your true friends are. I think it was Robert Nesta Marley that said, if your night should turn to day, a lot of people will run away. Who the cap fits? Let them wear it. In other words, at night, they'll be biting and doing. When the light comes, they'll say, hey, Jack, so you do, you're among some. 
I just spoke like a Ghanaian. <laughs> Amen. The Lord bless you. Hopefully you have learned something. I have set the stage and next week we will take off and establish the victory of God in suffering. Hallelujah. The Lord bless you. It's wonderful coming your way again. Rise to your feet. Father, we want to thank you. Lift up your hands for a minute. Just tell the Lord you thank him for the privilege of suffering. We hope you were blessed by this message. For more information, please visit our social media websites on YouTube, Instagram, and Facebook at Family Alive Ministry. Please subscribe, follow, like, and share. God bless you and have a great week.